What's going on tonight, people? Welcome back to your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Social Introvert. And tonight's topic will be on, you guessed it, karma. I hope I had the uh, voice I was going for, like a, a voiceover on a commercial. Welcome back to Social Introvert. This episode on tonight will be on karma and intention. Rated R for adults. Rated M for mature. Alright, let me get into this podcast. Um, It is super late right now. It's a little over 11.20 Eastern Standard Time. I actually had some trouble today trying to figure out what I was going to talk about tonight, and it popped up in my head that I should talk about karma, because I think that too many of us have had this misconstrued for such a long time. Um, I I think most people take karma to be 100% truth, and, you know, if you look at it from a religious standpoint, you reap what you sow. Um, We take that, uh, I believe, too literally. When we say you reap what you sow, you know, if you put out bad energy, you can expect bad energy to come back to you. Or if you put out good energy, you can expect good energy to come back to you. And I'd have to argue that that is not always the case, as I used to think that it was. As we know, karma uh, comes from like a a Hindu concept model. Um, And the thing is, um, some people look at karma as things you do in this life. Some people believe that you have karma, you know, from past lives, you know, and that's, you know, if you believe that you've been here before, uh, as as some of us do believe, um, and, you know, some people believe that it's only pertaining to this lifetime. Um, But if you studied astrology, you would know that there are some things that probably existed in a past lifetime that you have to learn how to get over in this lifetime. But that's for a completely different day. So what I want to bring to attention is karma. Um, People liken karma to... Loa or law of attraction. Some people liken karma to uh, polarities, the law of polarities, and some people liken it to the law of cause and effect. Um, and we we have to remember too that these aren't one hundred percent accurate laws. I guess you can say, unless you utilize them the right way. Uh, let's let's talk about karma. So people believe. If you put out good energy, we we can even relate this to how things work in church, right? People believe, like, um, if you've been, depending on the type of church you go to, you know, offering money is a big part of a church, right? So some may say, you know, if you sow a seed, you can expect whomever, Jesus or God or whoever, to repay that seed sown you know, at or more than what you put in, right? So the whole idea is you put 
uh, $20 into a bucket, and then sometime in the future, you'll get $20. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's kind of funny. Because um, it's, it's almost like a blindfolded investment, right? Because in the stock market, if you put in $20, you do your due diligence. You look at the technical analysis on the chart. Then you can determine, you know, the probability of you receiving you know, a hundred percent return on that twenty dollars or more, or you know, you can even expect a loss, right? You can. It can be both. You can lose that entire twenty dollars in the market, or you can gain uh, an unlimited amount of money based off of that twenty dollars. You know what I mean? But um, anyway, let's let's go back to the church example. So, you know, somebody's preaching or somebody's telling you, you know, why you should give money. And then people go and they sow a seed, quote unquote, and they're to expect at least a $20 return, at, at least a, uh, a $20 return. You know, you put $20 and you'll get $20 back, $20 back sometime later and you can either get money, health, um, clothing, somebody helps you for a promotion, somebody looks out for you, you dodge an accident. Um, you get some unexpected money in the mail. <laughs> um, you know, a whole whole boatload of different things can happen from you sowing a seed of $20. And most would liken that to the concept of you reap what you sow. Right? So it's, there, there's no way to determine uh, the likelihood of you receiving a $20 pack. But we can all assume that sometime in the future, if you spend enough time out around people and have enough relationships with people, I'm sure that somebody will eventually, um, you know, if you, if you're in need, somebody may loan you $20 or you may find $20 in the parking lot, right? That's another part of the REIT, which is something, but the whole concept is to get people to give money so that they can get a return from their God sometime in the future. Um, But here's the caveat to that is that there are a lot of people who go to church that sow seeds every time somebody tells them to sow a seed and they get nothing in return. They actually get sicker. Um, They they continuously lose money. Um, And, you know, they, they don't ever recover. They don't ever reap what they planted. And then. You know, a case can be made, well, well, you you weren't managing what you had, you know, in between time. Or you probably put out some bad energy, you know, in between time. Or, you know, you, you sowed the seed with the wrong intention and God wasn't pleased. Or, you know, your Jesus wasn't pleased with what he did, right? So, therefore, that $20 seed you sowed just goes to the church and you never see that $20 again, right? But it, it takes a bit of, um, it, it, kind of, it literally takes a bit of delusion to, to not have any way to de- determine, to determine the probability of a return on investment when it comes to things of that nature, like given to a church for an answer from an unseen, unknowable entity, right? Versus the stock market or versus giving money to a friend to invest in their business or, um, 
even a slot machine, because you, you can determine probabilities through slot machines, playing poker, the casino, blackjack, you know, betting on a sports game. You know, there's probabilities there and there's reason to believe that you can at least expect something um, good or bad. Right. But when it comes to religious things that require sowing seeds, there's there's no way to determine probability. So I just um, want to bring up the fact that karma doesn't work all the time, much like prayer doesn't work all the time and um, investing doesn't work all the time and whatever. Um, Karma doesn't work all the time. Right. I'm sure we all know plenty of people who are very nice people. Who, who are always giving, right? That whose life ends up getting cut short for some random crazy reason, right? So so then the karma is never, uh, I guess, acted on. Karma never comes around to repay that person because their life may have been cut short by, uh, you know, some kind of tragedy. Um, they can be in the wrong place at the wrong time and somebody else can get their karma, um, that karma could not come in this lifetime. It may come in the next lifetime. Um, and I think the example, when we when we talk about death or illness or sickness, I think those are, you know, factors that play into to karma. Because again, like when people think that certain genres of karma are only for that genre. Like, let's go back to the church example. I kind of spoke on that a little bit earlier. If you if you sow a seed, God will your God will bless your life in some kind of way, right? Let's just say financially, because most people who are <laughs> most people who go to church, for example, are financially not good. Um, and as we all know, in most religions around the world. Um, the majority of the religion is made up of people who are on, you know, the lower level or the lower will, the lower class of, um, you know, society, right? The majority of followers, they don't, they don't really study their religion or really know much about it. And truth be told, 99% of them don't know the origins of their religions or whatnot, but that's besides the point. That's for another day. Um, these people take up these offerings and um, they expect financial return because that's one of the things they struggle with the most. If you look at the lower ring of society, those people struggle the most with finances and, and health, right? America especially is one of the most obese nations on the planet. I think it is the most obese. But we study, we, um, not study, we, uh, I don't want to say we because I'm not a part of the lower ladder. Um, but. I would say I'm actually somewhere in the middle class, but um, or lower middle class, lower middle class, middle class, wherever. But on the world scale, I'm actually in the upper class. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, um, when we look at the lower ring of society, um, they struggle the most with finances and health. And I'll even throw in resources. So when people go to church, People join the mosque or cathedrals or whatever. Most of the people who join religions, they seek, they seek help, right? Because they feel like they can't do it on their own. So then they need something external to, um, I guess, be benevolent and, and look out for their best interests. Um, 
and and I can understand that. I mean, it, it gives people hope at best. And um, so what people do is they'll they'll sow a seed, hoping that their ten dollar offering that they give would turn into a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand or even fifty dollars, right? So it help them, you know, to pay their bills, take care of their family, feed their family, um, get them a new car, etc. But what ends up what ends up happening is a lot of times when people give this money and they may not ever see that return monetary, but they may, you know, end up healing from an infection or a sickness or an illness. And they'll take that as their karmic repayment for, you know, that seed that they sowed, right? So they believe that the money that they sowed ignited a reaction from their God to heal their body. And they'll say, well, that's my karma. Or I reaped what I sowed. But their intention wasn't to reap, you know, healing. But they'll accept it anyway because of, you know, um, ingrained belief systems or indoctrination, I should say. Um, I don't want to say it's sad. It's, it's just something that you have to understand, you know, psychologically. I mean, because when you talk a certain thing for so long from childhood up to adulthood you there when it when it comes to belief systems especially with religion there has to be a bit of delusion involved in there um because we're talking about something that's undecipherable unknowable and unseeable and you have to believe in it a certain way because another human being said this is what they believe a God is and what this particular God does. So, I mean, again, it has to be a certain level of delusion um, just by nature. I mean, (laughs) it's unprovable, it's unknowable, and it's a belief system. So, I mean, you can literally make whatever up, and the first person to make it up, you know, has the authority to say what their belief (laughs) can and cannot do, and, you know, so on and so forth. So, um... But what I wanted to bring up is that intention, and I I would argue that intention and law of attraction are actually far more accurate and, um, you know, have more credence over our life, right? I feel like karma just kind of exacerbates the situation and makes it, you know, makes it worse. Um, Because after you do something, you feel guilty, you feel conviction, And then you kind of just wait around and expect something to happen to you. And that's more so along the lines of LOA or law of attraction. Right? Um, I I wouldn't really argue that's intention because most people don't want bad stuff to happen to them. But law of attraction in particular certainly um, plays a major part in what people think is synonymous with karma. So... Just because someone goes out and steals something doesn't mean that they want to attract a thief to them. It makes no logical sense, right? Because one people, somebody thinks if you steal from somebody, then somebody's going to steal from you. They think that's what karma is, right? But let's think about this. If somebody steals from somebody and then moves to a place where there is no other people but them, no animals or anything. Um, logically, nothing can be stolen from them, 
which means that that karma can't ever come back to them, right? Which kind of goes back to the example of the people who believe that, you know, they sell money, they expect money back in return, but you can get karma or repayment. You can sow something completely different than what you planted, right? That doesn't really make sense, does it? Right? If you if you plant, if you put a seed in the ground for an apple tree, you get an orange tree. Are you excited or are you confused? You're confused because you put a seed for apple <laughs> and you got an orange tree. Right? The same goes to the idea behind karma that if you if you sow money, then you should receive money. If you give away clothes, you should expect somebody to give you clothes. And again, that's where it comes to the flaws of the, the karmic principle that you reap what you sow, right? Because, again, if you if you sow a seed of money, you should expect a seed of money, but it doesn't always come in a seed of money, right? You can sow a seed for money and receive a car in return or a house, right? Or, or some clothes or, you know... I'm just I'm just trying to think of random stuff. You can get a new grill. You, somebody can, you know, donate you a new refrigerator. Some people would say what well, holds value and it and it's worth something monetarily. So therefore, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I don't think it is. So let's go back to the example of someone stealing. Because um, I'm just trying to poke holes in this this karma theory, but. If somebody steals something and moves away from people to where they can't be stolen from, then karma has no effect. Um, and I said this in the group the other day. I said karma, karma only exists if people believe in it. And there was two things. We spoke about karma and it was... Um, hmm, I forgot what the other thing was, but I certainly said for karma. Karma only works if you believe in it right so again that's why i think that law of attraction is much more important because if you're a person who goes around committing crime all their life right obviously that's what you're attracting and that's what you're attracted to like obviously if you're going out and robbing people um you know you 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 know what to look for right law of attraction 101 you identify what it is that you want Right. And as a as a robber or a thief, you identify people who look weak, who seem to have more than what you want or more than what you have. Right. Thieves typically don't rob uh, broke people. Right. There, there's no reason to do that. So what do they do? They attract people. They hang around people who have more than what they have to have money, they have cars, they have information and you know, they attract that because they know what they they actually want. But let's say they want to completely turn their life around and say, um, hmm, they want to become an author, right? So they start hanging around authors, right? Do you believe that the karma from them robbing people is going to come back to haunt them on their path to being an author? And I would argue and say no, because their their law of attraction, what they're what they're working towards and what they're attracting and what they're looking for is completely different than what they were doing before. 
they've left that life they've left that life behind them and they've changed their intention and they've changed their focus so what they're attracting now is something completely different because they're looking in a completely different direction so this idea that nothing is true and everything is permitted basically puts into perspective that we are in control of our own lives we're in control of our fate so again when it comes to intentionality and law of attraction versus karma i will argue that intention and law of attraction make much more sense and um kind of does away with with karma right because again karma karma has a lot of holes in it and karma isn't 100% um i wouldn't say law of attraction is 100% either but i would say that it's much more effective when it comes to what happens to you in your life and and also your attention i have to put intention and law of attraction right next to each other um when you're intention about what you want and when you have the law of attraction on your side working for you 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 attract those things to you right so if you've done something wrong in the past that that wrong thing's not going to come back and bite you in the ass right because that's not what your intention is on and that's not what you're you're attracting right so just something to think about um be intentional about the things that you want and understand the law of attraction um to try and achieve the things that you want and the idea of planting a seed um that starts in your head right the law of attraction is identifying what it is that you want kind of like manifestation manifestation doesn't mean to achieve your goals manifestation means to make plain your objective and that's pretty much what law of attraction is and your intention is you make plain what your objective is come up with a plan and execute and then manifest whatever it is that you want so that is about the end of this episode for tonight I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Let me know. DM me on Instagram at Black Economy. You can find me on there as Marcel Gill. I don't think you have to type in my uh, my hashtag or my my name tag, but it's Black Economy B L A Q O N O M Y. You can find me on there. Um, as always, this episode was completely off the top of the head. I don't take notes. I like to just go straight off the brain (laughs) Um, just to, you know, have a genuine conversation and not try to teach because I like to give out information. I don't like to tell people how to think because when you do that, that's how, uh, you know, division happens because not everybody's going to agree. But if you tell people or give out information and allow people to think for themselves, Um, then there's no reason for contention. Um, You can have your opinion, and I'll have mine, but there's no need for a heated discussion because you're allowed to have your opinion, and I'm allowed to have mine. I don't want to tell you what to think because when I do that, I end up inadvertently creating a religion, and I would like for those to be done away with. 
I don't want to say all together. I would say, I would definitely say, well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say religion to be done away with. I would more so say religions to be taught differently. Um, if they're taught differently, then this entire world would be a better place. If it was taught that these things are beliefs and not truth, then the world would be, again, a different place. But because of how people are set up, that is not the case. And how the world is set up and how these religions came to power um, wanted the exact opposite of that, which is why pillaging and murdering and conversion at the threat of torture and death is the reason why these religions are in power today. Um, just a little note right there on the end. <laughs> but anyways, um, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Like as always, the support is phenomenal. Um, I always love seeing the random spikes in viewership on Anchor, Apple. Um, I appreciate it so much. So again, that's your episode for tonight. Uh, be sure to be on the lookout for me on Clubhouse at Black Economy as well. And stay tuned for the next episode on next Tuesday, guys. Peace. Mm-hmm.